Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line is plot holes or two it is movies It's time to get busy with your friends Stephen Izzy Courageous household appliances team up for an out-of-this-world adventure in this animated sequel. The human owners of Toaster, Faucet, and Calculator have just had a baby, but tragedy strikes when the new addition is kidnapped by aliens! Dun, dun, dun. Now the gadgets have to figure out a way to blast off to Mars to deliver their little master from the clutches of extraterrestrials, not to mention save the Earth from certain destruction. This is... The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars! Yes, this fantastic little, uh, I'm assuming, straight-to-VHS movie is on uh, Netflix currently. Um, If any of you remember the original Brave Little Toaster, it was... uh, Traumatizing. (laughs) Traumatizing. I consider it one of the uh, low points of Disney's uh, animated empire. Was it the Navajo truck committing suicide or the clown fever nightmare? It was the clown. (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Oh, this franchise and clowns. Because there's a clown in this movie, too. Oh, there is. And it's pretty creepy. Um, so I'm feeling like I have a little bit of PTSD from this movie. So I think <laughs> I need a beverage so that I can try and relive these horrors. Oh, well, what do you got for us? Well, allow me to welcome everybody to the podcast. This is Everything I Learned From Movies. And I'm everything Steve. Everything I Learned From Movies. And I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And uh, I'll start you off with a nice little winter welcome ale uh, from Samuel Smith Brewing in uh, England somewhere. Uh, trying to find the city. Yorkshire? Yorkshire! Podcaster. I think that's the city's name. <laughs> but it's the uh, oldest brewery in Yorkshire. And allow me just one moment and I'll uh, pop this for you, sweetie. All right. He's reaching for our bottle opener. Delightful. Two bubble caps. We're hearing the uh, foil over the top. Mm. That looks delicious. Alright. So this is a fairly clear copper colored beer. It's got a little bit of a cream head on it. Mmm. It you you can smell the warmth. Smells like warmth and honey and maybe some bourbon. Honey and bourbon. I think it's a pretty good one. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and take sip now. She's drinking this beverage. Uh, this is at 6% ABV, so a little higher than standard ales. But a lot of honey on that. Could also be that we're drinking this in uh, you know, the depths of summer, towards the end of summer, and this beer probably was released in December. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a bit mo. Um, being international and then, like you mentioned, winter welcome, it might be a little old, but uh, that is very good. It's, aged, bad, yeah. it's aged well. It's got a lot of honey, maybe a little bit of sherry, but it's not yeah. distracting. Definitely not a lot of hot character to it, but very uh, malt forward and smooth. Mm-hmm. That's a good beer. Mm-hmm. So, All yeah, right. welcome everybody. Yeah, <laughs> a little winter welcome to welcome you in. <coughs> Nothing like, like a midsummer winter welcome. Yeah. Um, but yes, this movie. Oh, this movie. So, as mentioned, um, it basically picks up a generation after the original. Yeah, it was <laughs> about ten years later, but now uh, the little kid that was the master in the first movie 
Um, he has now had a little bastard master. No, uh, he's married. <laughs> no, they're married. That's true. Uh, little master. Um, and this is a world where, I, I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's like Toy Story. It's yeah. Like, or like any other Pixar movie where it's like, what if Blank had feelings? Exactly. So it's like, what if standard household appliances had feelings? Well, the toaster is definitely like the ringleader of this particular group. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the toaster. Uh, by the way, pretty good voice cast in this movie. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, let's see, the toaster. Who's the voice the toaster? Oh, it's a Vienna something or another, or Diana. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was like the real like voice actor. She was in. The, she was in. She was in like everything. Vienna Oliver. Yes, Vienna Oliver. Uh, but there's also. Oh. She is best known for the Animaniacs. Casper the Friendly Ghost. That's right. Sure. My favorite Martian. The 7D. The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. The Brave Little Toaster to the Rescue. The Animaniac Zacky's Mom. Oh, I guess she's Zacky's Mom the Animaniac. Uh, and The Family Dog. Oh, I remember The Family Dog. That was a good one. Well, also in this movie is uh, Timothy Stack as Lampy. I think it was Lampy in the, the first one. Uh, there's also the late great Thurl Ravenscroft as Kirby the Vacuum. Ooh, so fun fact about this, honey. This is his final film. True. Uh, it was also the final film of DeForest Kelly. Oh. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> And his second appearance on our uh, our podcast. Is, yeah. Is I was one stars of Night of the Lips. I was going to say star of Night of the Lips. <laughs> but Thurl Ravenscroft, you may know as a... Uh, the narrator of The Grinch Stole Christmas, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, or Tony the Tiger. You're <laughs> me, Mr. Grinch. No, you got to do it with a deep voice. Again. I'm trying. <laughs> They're great. They're great. <laughs> yeah, but. Not a good name for that voice. <laughs> <laughs> I am Thurl Ravenscroft. Thurl Ravenscroft. Also, uh, Steve Toblowski as Calculator, Wayne Knight as the Microwave, uh, <laughs> and DeForest Kelly. Wait, 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 wait. Who is Wayne Knight, everybody? Newman. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Knight's right here, everybody. Wayne Knight's right here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> Jurassic Park reference achieved. Yeah. Um, also, Farrah Fawcett's in this movie. Who does she play? Fawcett, which makes perfect sense. Uh, I talked to you. Who does the Forrest Kelly play? Uh, he plays Viking One to the ship <laughs> once they get to space. We're skipping ahead with that, though. Um, so, oh my gosh, was it the hearing aid? Is it the hearing... Yeah, so they've moved into a house. The microwave is telling everybody how they're no longer the favorite. Now there's a baby in the house. He's the favorite. He's the one everybody goes to. La la la. For warming the milk. Pretty much. Um, and then like after drawer pops, I had no idea what it, I thought it was a tapeworm at first. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it's this just weird little thing with a long string hanging off, and it's like is that like some sort of sperm or what? what is it? Right. Uh, it's a hearing aid. Yeah, oh, by the way, with, like, the Jewiest Jew accent that ever Jewed. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, like, it would not be allowed today, because it would be just completely insulting. You tell me that it's not the most Jewish hearing aid you've ever heard. Yeah, that's true. You know, it can be voiced by, like, Jeff Goldblum or something, though. I mean, 
<laughs> no, no, honey. This is like off the scale. I uh, uh, have a uh, to go make a call. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. So the hearing aid uh, goes upstairs randomly one night when it's just the baby in the house, right? Or no, no, the mice are sleeping. Yeah, yeah. That's right. The baby's the only one up. That's right. Uh, so the baby like hears a commotion, gets out of the crib, goes upstairs. Um, as they oh, wait, but he turns off the baby monitor because he's anthropomorphic. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, and then goes upstairs uh, while the hearing aid is basically phoning home to his contacts at Mars to beam him up. Yeah. Um, and, of course, once he's part of them, he hears the baby behind him. And he's like, oh, get back, I'm going to get you too, blah, blah, blah. And then, look, for me. they're gone. And, of course, uh, Kirby, Blanky, Toasty, I don't know, Lampy, Toaster, toaster Lampy, uh, all the appliances, you know, just as they, like, mm -hmm. randomly disappear oh. in a being blank. And their new friend, Ratso the Rat. Oh, yeah, Ratso the Rat. <laughs> Who's basically uh, Ratso from the Muppets, right? Yeah. Or, oh, my God, what's the rat's name? Ratso. Is it Ratso? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, or is it Rizzo? Rizzo, Rizzo, that's it. Take right. <laughs> Um Yeah, so so now it's like, oh my gosh, the little master is gone. We have to go after him. We must go after him. How are we going to do that? What? Wait, what's going on? How did they find out? Oh yeah, the hearing aid was left behind, right? Yeah, the hearing aid is left yeah, behind. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They were like, the baby gets beamed up instead of him, and he's like, yeah. no, they were here for me! Yeah, that's right, he got rustled or blown out of the way or something. And, <laughs> yeah. And so then he spills the beams about... <laughs> they were taking me to Mars! <laughs> Who was? I don't know! I never got that part of the message! Yeah. <laughs> the brave little toaster goes to Mars, everybody. Um, uh, and so, of course... So how do they get to Mars? Well, so they decide they have to go to Mars, and they need a spaceship. So who can they call for a spaceship but their buddy who is a computer for NASA that they met in college? That's right. Because toasters meet uh, supercomputers all the time. Yep. And supercomputer is actually voiced by uh, Bill Murray's brother, Brian Doyle Murray. Her. Hey. Yeah. So you, you, you know his voice when you hear it. Yeah, but, uh, so yeah, so he gives them the coordinates. Rats of the Rat helps them build it in the calculator. Yeah. By the way, the calculator's finally at capacity. And he's very excited about very that. Very excited. <laughs> um, yeah, and so they build it. They, uh, they kidnap the ceiling fan, who she doesn't want to go. <laughs> she does not. <laughs> it is rape at the beginning of that. Yeah, is that Carol Channing? Yeah, Carol Channing yeah. is Fanny. <laughs> so she's there for a couple bad one-liners and propulsion for this uh, laundry basket. The laundry basket and a fan. Oh, and they need the microwave because they have to put popcorn in him to that's power right, everything. That's right. It's popcorn powered. It has to be organic matter. No, it just has to be organic matter, remember, honey? It's for the ending. Yes. yes organic, organic matter. Yeah. Uh, so Rats mad he can't go because there's this weird like oxygen breathing thing. <laughs> and fun fact, laundry baskets aren't airtight. <laughs> And they, uh, they pop popcorn, and they launch into space. And then, while traveling through space... They find clowns! They find, they find clown balloons. And one of them's a clown. One of them is a clown, and the others are, like, stoners, and... What's a rodeo like clown? She's yeah. a rodeo clown. Yeah, really funny guy. Yeah, it's... it's 
a musical number. Uh, I don't oh. know if we mentioned this. It's a it's somewhat musical. <laughs> Perhaps I can find this musical number. Keep talking, Hanson. Oh, I don't know if you want to. Um, yeah, so they continue on. Uh, eventually they do make it to Mars. Uh, <laughs> and they find that there's a lot of appliances up there. Yeah. Um, um, what, what did they say? NASA toasters? Or, yeah, or military yeah, toasters? Yeah, military toasters sent up there. And they're basically like giant tanks. And, uh, and the Viking one, voiced by the Forrest yeah. Kelly. Yeah. And like, ah, I was sent a long time ago. It was a big deal. And then I randomly crashed down here. But no, they pulled me in. I don't know. And don't forget his wife. The Christmas ornament. Oh my God! Yes, the the angel at the top of the Christmas tree. By the way, how can I forget? Right. So, for those of you who don't know, the podcast has apparently joined us. So, if you hear that, he's putting in his two cents. By the way, I found the balloon floating song. Let's hear it. All right, booting it up. You guys are in for a treat. Political commentary. you forget it, they'll play it again later in the movie at the, during the end credits. Sorry, oh <laughs> again, says I'm attacking the laptop because it's getting attention. <laughs> the laptop's gonna go and be attention! Uh, so yeah. Alright, yeah, so yeah. Floating, so floating through space. <laughs> that, yeah, that is floating. So yeah, so, um, oh, yeah, so... The spaceship is in love with a Christmas tree topper angel who never got to be on top of an angel. Some kids stuck her inside thinking it would be a fun science project and now she's never got to fulfill her destiny. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, the military <laughs> toasters, there's a whole bunch of fridges. There's a giant fridge that's like in control of everybody. And basically they, uh, they there's this whole story about there was a company it was like Electrolux or something. Yeah. 
Um, they designed all these products that were meant to fail. People caught on to them, so they shipped them all to Mars. Yeah, uh, what, what's that term called? The uh, oh, planned obsolescence. Planned obsolescence. <laughs> they bring it up in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, they're all angry at at Earth, so they're gonna blow up Earth. And oh, and by the way, they're keeping the baby hostage. Yeah, for some reason. And he's in a bubble. He's in a bubble. That's how he's able to breathe on Mars. I know yeah. you guys were wondering if it was, it was uh, gonna be like the baby on total recall, eyes all bugging <laughs> out and stuff. <laughs> but uh, no, not in this, not in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah, that would be a very different children's movie. <laughs> Ooh, I saw a crossover. Arnold Schwarzenegger must save the baby. <laughs> I'm going to get that baby, little master back. He's the voice of, I don't know, German appliance. <laughs> <laughs> he could still be a toaster, honey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or Keurig. <laughs> He's a <laughs> Or is he just a Ruger? You like, is he just a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh. Uh, so yeah, so shenanigans ensue. The giant fridge is gonna blow up the Earth. They have elections every day apparently. Who's gonna be like the master controller? The uh, supreme leader. Supreme leader, yeah. something yeah. like that. Uh, toaster wins, and they decide to blow up the the rocket ship. That they all apparently. I'm guessing that some of those appliances had to give up their lives to become part of. I would assume so. I mean, that's a lot of materials and stuff. Right? Yeah, even here on Earth, where you know readily available mines and wiring yeah. and stuff. But yeah. There may have been some sort of like genocide. Um, it was. It was like. It, it was like a toaster holocaust. <laughs> and the brave little toaster had to avenge them. Uh, and their memories of that. Yeah. Um. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so they go inside of the giant refrigerator, and they ride an ice tray across the lake. And who is deep within the caverns of the giant refrigerator? Yeah. The oh my god. So they go in the giant refrigerator, and it's like a portal to Narnia, basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what is going on? That was really like I was kind of dozing off there, and then all of a sudden I was like. Wait, did I miss something? <laughs> what, what, what's going on here? It it was a very subtle transition. <laughs> so subtle, it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, uh, so who's in control actually of the Supreme Commander? Do you remember? I don't. It was the hearing aid's brother! Oh shit, that's right! Ah, <laughs> oh, first time together in 70 years! Apparently, we were the hearing aids for Albert Einstein. Yeah. The Albert Einstein. So we can totally disable this bomb. <laughs> oh my god, how can I forget that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you were just so overwhelmed with all the acting ability. <laughs> like I said, I was building off there towards the end. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they, they, just, they destroyed the other ship. They've just enough popcorn to get home. They load the baby in the basket. Um, the two hearing aids are in the basket, they're going to go home, because apparently the baby's touch has changed the changed the heart of the hearing aid, who is actually a giant refrigerator, and apparently just simply saying, like, yo, our life's goal completely called off for all the, like, Electrolux products was enough for them. Um, they start to fly home, and, oh no, they didn't disable the rocket, they started to fly home, and then they realized the rocket was going to launch, and so the hearing aids had to jump out and disable it. Yeah. So they were left behind um, because they don't have enough rocket fuel to go back for them. Except for this whole thing just runs off organic material. 
Oh, and that's right. And the uh, the space shuttle's wife, uh, the little the little angel, is gonna go home with them so she can so fulfill her her dreams. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so so they're they're they have to go back, but they don't have enough fuel. The angel says, "But I have all organic material. My hair is real human hair, and my dress is I don't know hemp or yeah something the finest linen." So she throws <laughs> she she basically rips her hair and her dress off. She throws her weave in the microwave. I was so sure that, like she was just gonna throw herself in there. Right, me too. Like, but no, just, just uh, her bald and naked. Yeah, so they're able to go back to the hearing aids. They rescue the hear they they go back to the hearing aids, they get back to Earth, they crash land basically in a garbage can, the uh the fan says, Leave me outside for everyone just like, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying my new view on life. I've always looked down and now I get to look up. I don't know, something yeah. bullshit. Um, the master comes out and I'll feel back to being appliances. And, all right, so here's the thing. You wake up in the morning. Your baby's outside. Your ceiling fan is outside. Rip, rip that of your living room. So is your toaster, your vacuum. <laughs> just all these random appliances. And your oh that's right they left the uh, the laundry basket in the garbage yeah and this angel that has no hair or clothes is like this yeah. basically this doll <laughs> and she threw herself away she left herself in the garbage can too the baby wanders over and grabs it yeah. and the masters is just like we never throw anything away and they bring her back inside with the baby no questions asked no questions about yeah. it's like oh. You must have got out of the crib. Like, wait, there's more questions here. <laughs> right? <laughs> you must have got out, out of the crib and decided to ride the ceiling fan. <laughs> exactly. Wee, wee, wee. Okay, so, yeah, so that, that's uh, essentially, oh, yeah, yeah the angel yeah, brings back to Christmas. Yeah. The angel's been restored. <laughs> she has a new weave, new yeah. dress. And she's on top of the Christmas tree. Yeah. But she left her husband basically for show business. True. Well, it's the Viking one. I mean, yeah, but I mean, know. still, she left her husband so that she could be the star of the show. Yeah. 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 True. All right. So, story, right? So, <laughs> my problems with this movie begin very at the very beginning. Um... Okay, so here's my thing. So Blanky, of course, is attached to the baby because Blanky is the most annoying character and has to be attached to everything. Yeah. So here we go, all of you out there. Hey, Steve. Yeah. I have a brand new baby I just brought home from the hospital. <laughs> Do you think your mom has an electric blanket, A, that she wrapped Probably. you in when you were a child, B, Ooh, from so that we can wrap our child up in it? That doesn't sound incredibly safe. Well, I mean, you know, electric blankets, they're always known for, like, how steady a temperature they can keep. They've never scalded anyone. True. Especially... Or fire or anything like especially that. Especially ones from, like, the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ergonomics. And, and this is assuming this movie's made now, but it wasn't. It was made in 1998. Yeah. So... So a generation before that would have been... 70s? Yeah, 60s or 70s, 70s on that electric blanket. And that's if it was brand new. Yeah, well, and obviously this... The, the the husband master here comes from a family of hoarders. Sure. So realistically, that blanket could be from like the thirties. They never threw anything away. No. Except Ooh. for their cabin. They threw the whole cabin away. Yeah, that is true. That's how the first movie happened. Yeah. The toaster had to come find them. That's <laughs> true. And then a truck committed suicide in front of their eyes. 
And don't forget the acid dream guys in class. Oh my yeah. god. If you haven't seen the first one, um Do it. Do it. Why not? We uh we watched it with other twenty three year olds, uh Some of which have seen years. it. Some have seen it. I did not. It was my first time seeing it and it was a terrifying it also was my friend Yi from Beijing. Shout out to Yi if you hear this. And she was pretty much like, is this what Americans watch? They're <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, not all of us. so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, Brave Little Toaster. Uh, goes, goes to Mars. Mars. Not just the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> that was the problem you had with the electric blanket. My problem with it was starting with like the fourth word of the title. <laughs> goes to Mars. Why do they always end up in space? Oh my god, uh, the new Ice Age movie, Collision They're Course, or whatever. <laughs> Why did they wake what? up in space? Did, I must have missed something where they traveled to the future to travel through space or well, something, Well, right? from what I've gathered from the commercials, obviously Scrat, who's always having his own little adventures on the side, is abducted by aliens and has to get back. Hmm, interesting. Um, I'm not going to be seeing that. But it may pop up later. <laughs> uh, one thing I do have to give them, I thought it was pretty clever. It's ridiculous. So Farrah Fawcett is the Fawcett. Yeah. Um, she has a son who's a little squirty guy, and his name is Squirt. Yeah. <laughs> there is a weird scene where like he's leaking, and she's like, "You need to like wipe your nose or something," and he's like, "Maybe, Master, I'll get me a new O-ring." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a little awkward. Work. Honey, I need a drink to wipe this yeah, from my memory. Well, luckily I got a little something for you. It is uh, another Samuel Smith selection. Mm -hmm. The Nut Brown Ale. <laughs> brown. His toast is brown. It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can a little description on this. Brewed at Samuel Smith's small traditional British brewery with well water. The original well sunk in 1758. The original well sunk in 1758 is still in use. Uh, Best barley malt, roasted malt, blah, 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 blah. Fermented in stone Yorkshire squares. Not sure what that means. Uh, oh, here we are. Rousing during fermentation in stone Yorkshire squares to redistribute the flocculent cold brewery yeast strain. Alright. Alright. Not Let me just one moment. I'll pop that for you. Alright. Here we go. We've got our day drinking bottle opener. Ah, so delicious sounding. Get that little. Alrighty, this is a, a fairly clear beer. It it's a brown beer. It okay. has a dark, fairly dark head on it for kind of being like a dark amber colored beer. Yeah, with a tan, tan colored head there. Hey, it smells toasty. <laughs> Alright, I'm going in. She's in a brave little toast drinker right now. She appears to be enjoying mm. Caramely, not quite as caramely as the last one we just enjoyed. Um, not very hoppy at all. If you're a hophead, you're probably not a big fan of English beers. They don't tend to be they tend to be very malt forward. So hopheads tend to think they're very, very sweet. I think it's a very well balanced beer. Yeah. It's not sweet, not too hoppy, a little dry. Yeah, I'm getting a little of that uh, oxidation. With, uh, a little bit of a, a little oxidation in the uh, But still, it's pretty good. Delightful. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, English beers from England. We sometimes have a little trouble getting them out here on the West Coast. I'm sure fresh, they're fantastic. Oh. Um, there's versions and stuff made here in California, especially like with English ale yeast. And, uh, <laughs> but when they're fresh, just spot on. Honey, podcast abroad? Hey! And everything I learned from movies goes to England! What? We watch traditional English movies like. Uh, American Werewolf in London. No, <laughs> American Werewolf in London. Yeah. Or James Bond. Or London wait, Has Fallen. Wait, I thought we only did bad movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're saying, right? But, yeah. Wait. But, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> London Has Fallen. <laughs> so, you got any fun facts for us on this movie? Uh, I got a few. Uh, one of them was that it was the last films of Throw Ravenscroft and The Forest Kelly. I'm sorry, you mean, they're a <laughs> uh, The only other fun fact I really found about this was, I, I thought the official IMDb synopsis was pretty good. Uh, it just says, Thomas and Dish's underwhelming sequel, based on the book sequel, has our hero zooming off to, of all places, Mars. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. That should have been <laughs> the one I read. <laughs> uh, the BLP goes to Mars. BLT goes to Mars! Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, if you don't know already, we are officially on iTunes now, Yay. and all the links and stuff have been checked and hooked up, so... In you fact, you may be listening to this on iTunes as we speak. I would hope so. And if and not, you should go subscribe, like, right now. <laughs> and if you do, leave us a five-star review, and in that review, give us a movie to watch. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Give us an idea of movies to watch, uh, any... Any, any thoughts you have, like any tips, anything we can do better, maybe more horrible Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations, you know, anything like that. I just keep gomming and gomming and gomming. Oh my gosh, are you here? Did you hear that, sweet? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, feel free to hit us up on all the social medias. You know. Yeah, everything I learned from the movie. Yeah, very easy to find. And, uh, of course, we got, you know, the Amazon link, if you'd like to do us a huge favor and go through that if you're getting anything on Amazon. Costs nothing extra and helps us feed the podcast. Mm-hmm. The podcast is hungry. Isn't that right, Caster? Meow. Yeah, he's just he's just sniffing the microphone when I hold it up to him. That's because you disrupted him licking his junk. That's true. Hey, you want to hear the cat lick his junk? <laughs> I didn't think so. All right, excellent. Well, until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> Flawless during the fish. And this is everything I learned from movies. Everything I learned from movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Meow. Meow.